Welcome to a 40 Guard Threat Intelligence Podcast. This is episode 8. I'm Alex Harvey. And I'm Douglas Sanders. So with that, this time we have the Pegasus Android malware. We've spoken about that one before, but we'll talk about it again. Microsoft Zero Day related to Jet Databases. The Newegg's uh, credit card skimmer. And the Equifax breach fines that came through from the British government. Uh, with that, a recap for last time is we had the cold boot vulnerability and we had the power pool malware. So with that, let's get into Pegasus Android mm-hmm. malware. So Pegasus is a spyware written by the NSO group, which is an Israeli company um, that makes basically spyware for government and um, police force or mm-hmm. law enforcement use. So licensed only to certain organizations. They're actually very sensitive about that. Mm-hmm. Um, someone tried to steal it and sell it about a year ago. Uh, that didn't, or less than for a year an ago. an absurd price. Yeah, for like, like a 50, million. 50 million. 50 million, yeah. yeah the, the regular price goes for about, about a million, million, but yeah. users are vetted, right? <laughs> yeah, it didn't go very well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what, going on now is researchers have seen that it's active in 45 countries worldwide mm-hmm. in the last two years. So it's being used in a very broad use case. Um, there's been some mentions of abuse, even though it is very vetted who gets access to it. Um, there seems to be some abuse around it. We won't get too much into that, yeah. but to be kind of expected when it's still being vetted who gets their hands on it, yeah. but it is being abused. too is a very powerful tool, right? Yeah. Where you can remotely hack a user's iPhone and an Android and get access to everything they have there. Yeah. Yeah. WhatsApp message, contacts, telephone uh, numbers, calls that they have made. So it's basically a remote access tool that's yeah. being leveraged by uh, a lot of people who have bought it and are abusing it. Yeah, actually, some of them right? are so it's, it's, it's wider than they should be using, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're seeing the the 45 countries is for Android. So it is being used. Um, it's an interesting one because it's basically if you want state sponsored and government licensed, but it is typically being used by law enforcement. But mm-hmm. there's been some very high profile cases of it being used for unrelated to law enforcement and very political. So it's just interesting to see that it's basically a, it's a weapon, right? It's being it sold is. as, you know, it's the, your AK-47 of mm-hmm. spyware for government at the moment. Right, so that one's kind of interesting, more just the research that's ongoing around its deployment around the world. With that, we have a Microsoft Zero Day related to Jet Databases. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jet Databases is a type of database supported by Microsoft, embedded sort of into Windows, um, mm-hmm. used by MS Access and VB. Var- mm-hmm. um, Visual Basic uses it as well. Um, so the interesting thing around this Zero Day is that it happened almost four or five months ago, mm-hmm. and um, it was discovered responsibly disclosed it to Microsoft. Yeah, uh, disclosed to Microsoft. Microsoft couldn't get it patched within Mm -hmm. 120 days. So they've now released information about it, limited information about it. Limited, yeah. Yeah, it's basically, this is the vulnerability, this is where it is, Mm -hmm. but not how to reproduce it or in great detail. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it's related to jet databases, the management indexes, Mm -hmm. and they're basically saying just beware. Yeah, Uh, the vulnerability is due to a problem with the management of indexes, and uh, I I carefully crafted a file could trigger an out-of-bounds memory memory writes, which, depending on memory layout and organization, could overwrite some function pointers, and with that, achieve remote code yeah. execution. But still, you have to convince a user to open a file or visit a website that hosts that malicious uh, file. And since JET database uh, files are not Particularly not exchanged yeah. between people, uh, I don't. I don't think that at least a minimum, minimally safe, tech savvy user would, you know, blindly click on a jet. I, I don't think I ever saw a jet, a jet database yeah, icon. It's not very common. <laughs> it, yeah. it might happen the odd time, but it's, yeah. again, it's not a very large vector, but it's yeah. an important one. So, yeah. and, and although it is a zero day vulnerability. Uh, 
the vulnerability type is an out-of-bounds write, and if you are using a next-generation endpoint uh, product, mostly most anti-exploit anti engines would be able to catch it since yeah. it's a known vulnerability type, right? Yeah, so no, we're no reason to worry that much. <laughs> yeah, it's not a super important yeah. one. It's more interesting that Microsoft, like, the they're struggling to get the patch out because yeah. there's obviously a lot of repercussions around it, hence the delay. Yeah. So they're working on it, but obviously there's some complications around it. Yeah, the patch so. is expected to be October. October, yeah, yeah. probably. So it's coming soon. Mm -hmm. um, with that, the next one is the Newegg credit card skimmer. So this is a very interesting one. So Newegg.com got hit with a piece of JavaScript that got injected into their code um, on their shopping cart. It's only about 15 lines of code, very tidy little script, mm -hmm. that basically when a user would go through, finish up their shopping cart, put in all their credit card information and hit buy, the information from that form was being sent to an additional website, uh, NewEggStats.com, which was the malicious uh, website that was purchased, domain was purchased by someone and used to collect this info. Um, so this ran for about a month from August 15th to September 18th before yeah. it was discovered. Um, so a couple of key things is one, Newegg servers were not receiving the credit card information and then filtering back out. It was only on purchases that were done in that time frame. Yes. And you did the purchase through the website and you clicked on the buy button essentially. Um, so it, it's a little bit different. It's harder for them to see. They would have mm -hmm. had a code change on their side, but it was very small. Yeah. Right. Um, so it would have been harder for them to yeah. see that it happened. It's difficult to to pinpoint those those little yeah. uh, changes changes on code, and probably they would would have spotted that if they have some kind of configuration management or yeah. uh, some kind of uh, GitHub account on that information, right? So they can track something. Yeah, that would have yeah, seen yeah. it. Yeah. But even if they did, depending on how it's set up, they might just be overriding it and not looking at what's there, mm -hmm. or some things get... I mean, off. 15 lines of code. It's, it's very <laughs> It's smart. nothing, probably. Yeah, yeah, for a big website like that, that's mm -hmm. that's like finding a needle mm -hmm. in a haystack. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is there was no interruptions in service in terms of how it would work. So the user experience would never have changed. Mm -hmm. um, if you would have like used your browser inspect tool, you might have been able to see the additional communication channel, but it would have so. been a very narrow... Um, thing to see yeah, yeah. and with the name being new egg stats it would have been one of those things where a lot of people would Nobody never have would dug have any yeah, deeper yeah. Um, so anyways that's what happened with that one um, so keep in mind they do have other payment methods on their website so mm -hmm. not all the people that shop there would have been affected by it if you use PayPal or one of the yeah. other methods you're most likely fine because the remote website would have redirected to you to to enter your payment info would not have been compromised it was the new egg one that was compromised Having said that, they have about 50 million users visit their website every month. So there's a potential for a lot of people to have been affected. How many of those would have done purchases is a different yeah. story. We don't know those numbers yet. Newegg hasn't released those yet. Mm. Um, but if you did do a purchase from Newegg between August 15th and September 18th, I would recommend checking your credit card statements and potentially changing your credit card number. Yeah, um, that's, that's a good, a good tip. <laughs> yeah, but I would say that this isn't necessarily a failure on their side in terms of firewall or anything mm -hmm. like that. This was really, someone got some malicious code injected on one of their mm -hmm. stuff that ran in the web browser on the client side. Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting one. Yeah, um, it was the same threat actor group that uh, managed to get a hold of British Airways, yeah. uh, customer's information and Ticketmaster as well, which is called the Magecart yeah. uh, threat actor. So um, it's yeah. kind of like a credit card skimmer, but online, right? The same yeah. one that you have on the ATM when you put your credit card and people steal your information because they're on the, the middle. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a web yeah. credit card skimmer. Yeah. Um, it's literally the exact same principle, but doing mm -hmm. it on a website yeah. rather than exactly. doing it on a machine. The difference is that they get everything they need in one form. Mm -hmm. They get your CV, the credit card verification number, they get your mm -hmm. address, they get your name, they get everything they need to reuse your number in one go. You, yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, so talking about data breaches, Equifax got fined. Uh, this is the UK ruling, so this is only affecting UK citizens' fines. Mm-hmm. So the UK had about 630,000 um, British citizens that were affected by the Equifax leak. Mm-hmm. Um, so they fined them, this was a 2017 breach, they fined them the maximum amount that they were able to under the law that would have been valid at the time, which was um, their basically their Privacy Act from 1998, mm-hmm. um, which amounted to about 500 thousand um, yeah uh, no British pounds oh British pounds okay British pounds okay. so six hundred fifty thousand U S dollars mm-hmm. roughly mm-hmm. Um, so it would have been a little bit more if it was euros yeah. um, but it's still that's not very much right that's mm-hmm. less than a dollar per user for a multi billion dollar company it's yeah it's nothing right so that's basically the max that they're allowed to do under law with GDPR the change is that it could have been up to twenty million dollar fine mm-hmm. or four percent of um, I think it's their revenue or something mm-hmm. like that so it would have been a fairly that sounds more likely, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's whichever is bigger. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, we would have been saying they would have been fined close to $20 million on their GDPR. So there are some good parts to GDPR. Is GDPR puts enough value on this that hopefully it will be taken a little bit more seriously. Not that 650000 US dollars is something to sneeze at, but for Equifax, I'm sure it barely affects their bottom line. Yeah. Um, in terms of when they look at it, it's, you know, that's cheaper than three security experts. So yeah. <laughs> what it comes down to at the end of the day is it's, cheaper for them to pay the fine than it would have been for them to deal with securing it in advance. Restructuring and projecting and implementing security solutions and yeah. maintaining personal to Missing, yeah. operate that. And staying thing. ahead yeah. of everything. Yeah. So that's the thing with GDPR that will change because all we of a sudden, so. yeah, the value is different. <laughs> yes. So with that, those were our topics for today and tune in next time. Thank you guys. See you.